0: Hello and welcome to Fox Cutters episode 108. Me? I'm just watching television. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. The fox is on the grass. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers.
1: 108. No bingo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the fox is on the grass, and where might the cow be, Ross?
1: I have no idea where the cow is. <laughs> is the farmer still in the dell? I have no idea.
0: Does the, the wife take the cheese?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One hundred eight.
3: Show of mystery.
0: Uh, it is. It is the show of mystery. It's the show of preemptive mystery because Brett, two episodes ago, said that one hundred eight would be show of mystery.
3: Yes. Yes. And the mystery is. That, it's going to run for exactly 108 minutes. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> One hour and eight minutes?
0: More likely. <laughs> More likely. Still not that likely. <laughs> no. Mystery time, it will run for a mystery amount of time, has mystery segments in it. Mm. Maybe there's an I don't buy it. Maybe not. You'll have to wait and find out. Maybe James Tarley is going to call in. Maybe he won't. You'll have to find out. Maybe we have uh, Glen Ridge. On the show, mm. maybe we don't. Nah, we don't. <laughs> There's no mystery there. Now you mentioned
1: that, though, uh, it might be a possibility.
0: Right? Does he also go to your cafe? No, he Brent? doesn't. No, 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 no. He's a friend of a friend. <laughs>
3: right. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, cafe is such a
3: good euphemism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As always, though, and this is no mystery, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. news the biggest news of the year really Yeah, not really but i'm sure the election's gonna be bigger news mm-hmm. but gretel colleen will not be hosting big brother 2008 also oh. known as bb08 shock horror i know well this is what brett's always wanted hmm it's, it's exactly what Brett's always wanted. He's always wanted Gretel Colleen to not host Big Brother. And Absolutely. Then, and then if you asked him, well, who else would you like to host Big Brother? Who, who are you big fa- a big fan of? Uh, he would say Bert Carl and Jackie O. Oh,
3: God, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, before you go any further, isn't Jackie O still
0: contracted to nine? No, she's left Nine. She's left nine. She's left nine after a highly successful run. Surprise, surprise! Gotcha. <laughs> two episodes. The nation. That's enough. Oh, the nation! Yeah, I for, I there forgot were more about than the two nation.
3: episodes of Surprise, Surprise! Gotcha. There, Th- was that at went least, to air? there was at least five.
0: Oh, really? Mm. I uh, maybe maybe I went into a coma after two. <laughs> it, uh, this is. I think she she's a talent. That girl. <laughs> what is it? Why do these people? Keep getting work Nobody Nobody likes Carl Sandilands And
1: where's Joe Stanley When you want to get A show (laughs) cancelled
3: I I think what happened Is that the uh, The makers of Big Brother said We're we're missing out On a key segment Of the demographic here We need to attract More Bogans To the show (laughs) (laughs) Because Big Brother Clearly not Bogan enough
1: And obviously They had a good experience From their uh, Former experience With Carl I wonder how long It'll be before He goes off stage With another
0: migraine (laughs) The uh the, the thing is, all right, there, there's this thing called Q-Ratings, which is a, a rating that... It's just near Hawthorne. No, 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 no. That's that's the sub of Q-K-E-W. This is <laughs> just the letter Q. <sighs> uh, and and Q-Ratings are basically how celebrities are rated based on their popularity. So, that's how people know uh, that Rove's really popular and Brett isn't. Brett has a really low Q-Rating. I don't think you even have a Q rating. But what happens is, what happens is, people send out. Uh, so, so the the companies that that do these Q ratings send out booklets that people have to sit around and fill out based on, uh, you know, do you recognise this celebrity? Uh, do you know this about this celebrity and and such and such?
1: So a bit like the old diary
0: Nielsen ratings, a, a little bit concept. like that. Uh, and I think Carl and Jackie o just must have huge Q ratings. That can be the only reason I can think of that they would keep getting work because no one I speak to actually likes them, but everybody knows who they are. That's the only thing I I can think of. There there is
3: supposedly a bit of a dearth of hosting talent in this country though, supposedly. I'm not saying I agree with it, but the fact that they fly Joey Joey Fatone out to host the singing bee because nobody could do it i mean eddie mcguire eddie Maguire was ceo of the network and nobody else could host uh one oh, yeah. versus a hundred that and, and it's just bullshit it Well, is... I, I would i would think so but whether it's true or not that's definitely the perceived way it is in this country that, that nobody can host that we've got no good host and and unfortunately i think gretel was a very good host i think she was very good at what she did and uh and I think that it'll be a real shock to the show to lose her, and I think this will probably be its last season.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, but many people have said this will be the last season. No, no, no. In I, seasons past,
3: I, uh, yeah, and I understand that. But I think that I think that she's she's an integral part of it. And I think when they try and make big changes to it, I think it'll just sink. I, I could be I could be completely
1: wrong, but. Uh, well, word is that they're going to change the format quite substantially of the show generally. Yeah, so. but
0: that's been the word mm-hmm. since Big Brother 02. And they
3: also say, oh, they might be moving it. They're not moving it. It's going to stay in Queensland because they need the
1: weather. But this year, Jackie O well, wants a shake-up. And they, a need, shake up, and they need so Dream Dreamworld. There's, there's going to be action this year.
0: Oh, yeah, because Jackie... <laughs> okay, this is, this is what Channel 10 said in their media release. They said uh, that... Uh, Big Brother's Return to 10 would be in a tighter, re-energised format that will be more interactive than ever before. This is exactly what they said last year, and it's exactly what they said the year before. They talk about it being more interactive. They say this year, for the first time, viewers will actually get a chance to nominate who goes into the house. They had that last year. I don't see how it's really that different. I think this year it's going to
3: be BB-8. Next year, BB-8 they yes. cutting the zero out So uh, instead of BB-08, BB-8 ooh. It's, well, much, it's much slicker On well, the well, at no, least other, there other was some...
0: released, they say BB-08 So maybe they just haven't made that decision yet yeah. Or maybe they want to keep it as a surprise It's a show s- of mystery We have
1: seen a little bit of uh, truth from Jackie O Talking about the show She said it actually gets really boring after a while <laughs> Oh wait a minute She said she wanted to see them shake it up Especially with the contestants Because everybody's sick of saying, seeing the same old contestants going in
0: well, one of the things my mistake. One of the things that they're going to do for for next year is have uh potential contestants make a 2-minute video of themselves and put it up on the Big Brother website and then people can vote for who they want to go in the house out of that. 3 people from those videos will go in, which means that another 29 people will uh will be chosen by Big Brother to to go in. Uh, I am guessing it's twenty nine because with the revolving door of housemates that we had this year. How many total were there? Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Which really? might yep, which, yep, which, yep, the original the
3: original sixteen and forty one intruders.
0: <laughs> which I think might be subliminal advertising by Heinz. Ah uh, could be. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> It was a nice idea, so that's that's one of the things that they're promising for for next year's Big Brother. But two of the things that they're promising are Kyle and Jackie O. And quite frankly, I don't want them.
1: Well, I think it's time to uh, to get a campaign going amongst the box cutters, listeners and viewers of the video podcast. Um, it's worked so well in the past. Tell all your <laughs> friends. Don't watch Big Brother. We won't have to put up with BB Nine.
0: <laughs> uh, and for those who, who are sitting on the edge of their seats Going, oh, but what's going to happen with Friday Night Live? Uh, Mike Goldman, Friesy, and Bree are going to return
3: Oh, but what's going to happen with Friday Night Download? Uh, that's, uh, has
0: that started yet? Did that start last that Friday? last Friday Did anyone watch it? Definitely. Give us a call now. If uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, send, send us an email, hoorayboxcutters dot net. If you watched Friday Night Download, because clearly none of us could. Continuing with the theme of mystery,
3: if you are a fan of Californication and you wanted to watch all of the episodes which screened tonight, Monday night, the twenty ninth on Channel Ten, you can't. Mysteriously, there was a piece missing, according to TV Tonight. Uh, apparently, Channel Ten edited out a few seconds of what was rather an intense scene—a uh, sizzling, s- sizzling, sizzling sex scene—a sizzling <laughs> sex scene—a sizzling squirting sex scene. Yeah, it's, supposedly. Well, yeah. Apparently,
0: yes. it, it uh, shows female ejaculate. Uh, yep. So, uh, cover your ears. Shit too late. Yeah. <laughs> so, if
3: you watch the episode and it's uh, a big wondering, word I understand. If you're a bit, uh, you're wondering what you missed, you can either, apparently you can find it on YouTube or, uh, or of course you can download the full, edit, uh, episode via, uh, channel via,
2: BitTorrent.
1: Yep. Uh, are, are you guys still watching Californication? Yes. Yes. I, I think it's turned into quite a mature drama, frankly. Mm.
0: I, I think, I think it's, it's been doing quite well. Well, I, uh have started watching it on Channel 10. Oh, okay. Because they now publish their EPG through Foxtel and, uh, and yep. otherwise. So I can actually just set it up to tape it. I don't have to worry about downloading it, especially now that it's fall and I'm downloading so much. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's been problematic for me, but I'll talk about that a lot more later. A lot more, yep. Uh, are you guys, yeah, are you still enjoying it? you both think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- yep. I actually think it's gotten a lot better. I remember episode two, I was kind of, eh, Yeah. it's not really... Yeah doing what I thought it was going to I,
3: do. I, I still think anything to do with the daughter, just awful. I just think she's a, she's a terrible the character. The young daughter. The, the young the daughter. The rock star. With, with the enormous head. She, she, her head's bigger than David Duchovny's head. When they're sitting together on the couch, <laughs> she's got an enormous head. It's freakish. Uh, which can show, shows how much attention I'm paying whenever she's on screen. Uh, but all the stuff with Hank's great. And, and every now and then they have a couple of scenes which... I just laugh out loud, funny, like uh they're calling it on the show nipplegate, yes, with uh, <laughs> uh, and and again, in this episode, the episode that's screened tonight with uh uh Hank's manager doing his best to get Hank into a threesome because he knew that was the only way he was going to get any action <laughs> uh, and then them trying to them trying to set the rules for the threesome before it actually happened all, all that stuff was very very funny so yeah I, th- I think it's quite a good show uh, this is the second last episode in the series too uh, the season finale should be showing next week I presume
0: and is that going to be edited is there any virgin sacrifice or anything like that in?
3: who knows who knows right. quite possibly Right. It's a mystery.
0: It's, it's the show of mystery. <laughs> uh, things are
1: uh, up in the air a little bit. Again, down at Channel 9 after a former director of news... Uh, well, the director of news, John Chufiati. Is that how you pronounce it, Josh? Sure. Uh, is believed to have quit after being boned from his top job in a recent reshuffle. Director of news where? At Channel 9.
0: In... What, total? In in Melbourne or... Worldwide or...
3: or Australia? Is it, was it... Isn't...
0: Um, get, get I, it. I
3: think this, this person made their position up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably why they got boned from it.
0: What's that guy doing? Who is that guy? What well, city does he work uh, in?
3: Michael Venus runs Channel 9 News Melbourne. Okay. Yes. I, I'm not sure who does... Sydney, but I'm sure that uh, our friend James Talia will be well, able to inform just, us next week. he's just week. been
0: replaced, Yeah. Channel 9 News Sydney guy.
3: Yeah.
1: So I'm not sure who this guy is. Apparently he was recently the victim of newsroom changes replaced in his role by former Sky News director Ian Cook. Uh, C- cookie? They de- call him Cookie? He declined to comment, uh, but he's understood to be open to offers um, from other
0: networks. <laughs> so am I. Just for the record, I am open <laughs> to offers from other networks as well. Uh, um, in the, it doesn't actually
1: specify if, if the former director of news. I'm not exactly sure what he's walked away from. Like where did this get, point. Where did you get that article? Uh, can, can this we- was from uh, Melbourne Confidential.
0: Ah uh-huh. well. If it's a reputable source
1: like that. Yes, that's right. From our friends at news.com. I'm amazed that
0: they uh, that they even uh, ran with that story because surely there, there isn't a photo that they could have run with it. So why even bother? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know,
3: good luck to everyone. Maybe it was in the little items that go down the side of the... You know how they have little... that go down the side? You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Angelina Jolie would love to be pregnant again. She said, I would love to be pregnant again. <laughs> And that's all I've got. You just think oh, two a a of them wasted my
0: time?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the marginalia, basically. Yeah. Like the old Sergio Aragoni's cartoons in uh, Mad Magazine.
0: Yes, but uh, possibly funnier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Writers Guild. Speak, speaking of funnier, the Writers Guild of America, who love having a strike, love throwing a bit of crap in the air, seeing who who it lands on. Uh, are very close to striking again in the US as we speak. Two days out. Yeah, they're uh, they're currently having talks with the uh, producers' associations mm-hmm. to uh, nut out deals about writers' future earnings from uh dvd sales and other new media
3: yeah it's basically new media residuals is my understanding and the problem is i think i don't know it i mean the writers guild are a complicated bunch so who knows exactly what it is but my understanding is they want the same amount for every for every film or tv show or whatever it is they're writing the producers only want to pay if that show or whatever turns out to be a success his- that, that's my understanding of the sticking point. And it it also ties in the actors are going on strike. If this strike doesn't get resolved, the actors are going on strike as of... In sympathy? Uh, no, no, no. For residuals themselves right. from June 30 next year. So there's a whole lot of scrambling going on in Hollywood at the moment in the film industry trying to get as many projects up as they can because after March 31st, uh, nothing can go into production because it can't be finished by June 30th and as of June 30th, there'll be no production if uh, next year if this strike doesn't get solved. And,
0: and they are stockpiling episodes of Heroes and uh, yeah. and a number of other shows. Two and a half, man. To, oh, there's, there's always some ten-pole action. <laughs> and and
3: <laughs> this is apparently why it's taken so long to see anything get canned this year, which uh, Viva Lachlan was the first thing to get canned uh, because they need everything,
0: Yeah, they, they, they don't want to waste anything. Here's a little bit of uh, editorialism. Mm-hmm. I think this is ridiculous. I think as, as a writer... No no, 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 you can't play that card.
3: Boxcutters Faith will remember back to last year. You don't count as a writer anymore after you told all
0: the writers to go move to New Zealand. That's where the work is. I think that, uh, I think that writers should get paid for the work that they do. I think they should get paid... Well, for the work that they do, because the work that they do is what uh, the industry is based on. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think there is a need out there in the industry. Writers should get paid very well for what they do. Mm -hmm. If a producer manages to make a really good DVD deal after the show has been shot, that's the producer's money. I don't understand the, the concept of residuals. In any other job, you get paid for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you do the work, but you bill them, you get paid. This deal that
3: they've got was based on the producers making X amount of money, right? Now, mm-hmm. the producers can make conceivably up to 10 times that amount of money
0: so what, that's- from brand new media. Surely, the writers have the right to, to strike a new deal. Why? Why should the writers not just get paid for submitting the script? They submit the script. They might have to work on set. They get paid for that work that they do, mm-hmm. working on set. Once their job is done, why should they keep getting paid? Because because they've created this thing. Well, some would see, argue that see, the
3: producers... You, you, I, I'm sorry, but you can't say as a writer and then say
0: screw all the writers. I'm not saying screw all the writers. I think they should be paid a lot of money. But I think they should be paid a lot of money up front. I don't but think-
1: clearly that's not on, on the table as, as a bargaining chip. So if they're not going to get a pay, paid a lot of money up front, then if the studios are making heaps of money out of residuals, exactly. out, of, out of selling it into to different media streams, then the writers should be due a, a portion of that. Because if, they're because they're not getting a lot of money up front. That's that's yeah, just but, fantasy but land. That should. doesn't exist.
0: But they should. I mean, yeah. But they don't. Either way, they, they
1: don't. Could. That doesn't exist. So so. But what does exist is the concept of residuals.
0: See, it's the same thing with copyright law. I think copyright law is uh, is is way too out of hand. In the US, they want to. They want to increase copyright to to be ninety nine years, which
1: which is especially pertinent now because uh, a lot of the catalogue of uh, Elvis Presley is coming up to the fifty year limit,
0: and uh, and and Louis the Fly so and wa- and wa- <laughs> Walt and Walt Disney, <laughs> and That's, the Beatles will be not uh, too far behind. And well, the thing is, it's it's also it's fifty years after the death. Uh, at at present, it's death. It's death of the author plus fifty years. Okay. Uh, i think I think there are a lot of things that that need an overhaul in the industry, and I think the way writers get paid is one of them. I think they should get paid a lot of money up front, but I think anything anything that has to do with the actual sale of the product that's the producer's role, and that's where the producer makes the money That just seems to make sense to me but they're not offering a lot of money up front yeah i know I know they're not. I'm saying this is the way it should happen
1: sure. So, so you're attacking the riders for not operating in a way that it should work. No, no, with no. Them I'm not, I'm not the attacking the writers.
0: Front. I'm attacking. I'm attacking the writers' guild for not working well, the towards. The writers are the writers' guild. No, they're not. The writers' guild is a, that's like that's like saying all plumbers are the plumbers' union. They're, they're not. The, but the plumbers' union are all plumbers. They should be. <laughs> the, uh, the the thing is, the writers' guild should be working towards an overhaul of the industry. The industry needs an overhaul and everybody should be working towards that, towards something that is fair for everybody involved.
1: But but then if production companies have to pony up a great wad of cash for the writers to begin with, aren't we going to see less projects getting up because they've got to have that capital to begin with?
0: That is possible.
1: And so doesn't payment on, on residual actually make it easier for projects to, to get going and create more work? Yeah, probably. So, aren't um, the Writers Guild okay, trying, uh, launching this action?
0: Oh, look, I, I also, I mean, I also believe if you can get money anywhere you can get money, get the money.
2: hmm
0: Like, that's fine, but... Uh, but the Guild is wrong, because they're trying to get money. No 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 I'm not saying the guild is wrong, I'm saying the concept of residuals is wrong.
3: I I think it's a it's obviously it's a very complex issue, and I think the problem is that this has been looming for a while. Yes. And they've got nowhere with it. Like as of a couple of days ago, they hadn't even come close to sorting anything, which is which is a real problem, obviously. So uh, but I, I guess it's not all doom and gloom. The last writer's strike went for twenty two weeks and that was in nineteen eighty eight and we got cops out of that.
0: Ah oh, fantastic. I, mean, I can't they, wait for they, that.
3: They needed a show that had no writers, and that's how they came up with the idea for Cops. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that really excites me.
1: Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, we've, uh, we've heard a little bit uh, from SBS News with the uh, walkout of Mary Costacides recently. Stan Grant's the latest SBS newsreader who uh, may be leaving the network uh, He's understood to be Considering an offer To return to CNN In Beijing uh, Just in time for its Coverage of next year's Olympic Games um, If he does that Then uh, SBS Are going to be left with uh, Quite a wad of egg On their face um, After <laughs> losing Mary <laughs> Costakides. A wad of egg Yeah Does, it, does face egg coming in wads <laughs> Yes it does <laughs> Um
0: Excuse me, i just got to adjust my egg wad. <laughs> Apparently
1: Grant hasn't uh, officially said anything that uh, has been speaking openly with his colleagues.
0: You didn't set me up for my joke. Which? Oh, We had this whole pre-show, that's the whole pre-show meeting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Apparently SBS is to lose one of its anchors. Wow, if they lose another anchor, they'll be caught adrift. Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ross, lastly in the news.
3: Uh, further developments with the worm, apparently uh, various people around i 'm not sure exactly who uh, are trying to ensure we don 't have any political bias in future uh, el- election debates, and there is talk of setting up a debate commission similar to the uh, to the one that they have in the u s which would be a non partisan organization which would decide the terms and conditions of the debate and would decide whether there'd be a worm or not?
0: No! No! (laughs) That's ridiculous! Why should
1: the media be dictated to how they cover it?
0: I mean, the thing is, the worm is the way Channel 9 wants to cover the debate and... Uh, then you both attack me like I, like I said this is what I want I'm saying
3: this is the news no, no, I, This I, is what no, might no, be happening Surely no, no. it's a good thing I'm, for I'm the government the concept. Of,
1: Surely it's a good thing for the government of the day Not to have full power It's going to be stacked oh, it's, whatever, whatever body they put in charge of it It's going to be stacked of Like the ABC is, but- board Like the censorship board It's going to be stacked with government appointees and the, so it's just going to play into the hands of whatever incumbent government is in the future for future elections.
0: More importantly, the people of Australia have a choice of how they watch the debate. They can watch it with the worm. They can watch it without the worm. Not if, if, channel- not
3: if the National Press Club have their way.
0: Well, the National
3: Press Club is not the government either. No, no, but they were the ones who cut the feed and if if they'd had their way we yeah, no, wouldn't have got to see it because the they way. had a liberal
0: yeah. party member right there in the room saying, "No, no, don't do it. Don't do it." The, <laughs> which which has but, actually but been they got confirmed idiots
1: like Glenn Milne as their <laughs> vice president,
3: <you> know? <laughs> Which has actually been confirmed by many sources that that that, that is what happened.
0: The the thing is
3: that uh, that the liberal that the liberal guy said, "Don't do it." It was really it was the National Press Club's call.
0: No, but this 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 is my point. It shouldn't it shouldn't be uh, the feed should come out regardless mm-hmm. The feed should be made available to all networks mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. The way the networks choose to show that feed mm-hmm. should be the network's choice at How, at why, least do, why do you need a body to to say that well at least
3: it would have we we would have less supposed political interference than we had this time
0: no if if you if you put another body in charge of it that's just more political, maybe not government, but definitely political interference. Yeah. Let the, but, networks, but it let let the networks do things the, the way they want. It'll
3: at least have the illusion of being non-partisan.
1: Yeah. Why I, are you
3: talking up an illusion? <laughs>
0: Because it's are, made with maduri, <laughs> it tastes nice.
3: Because uh, I think an illusion is better than than what we've got going on at the moment. I, I, I hate the fact that... Absolutely. How, the National I hate Press the Club fact was
1: completely out of line pulling the feed to Channel
3: 9. Exactly. And I hate the fact that Howard gets to dictate the terms of this debate and say, we're going to have one debate, we're going to have it... A year before the actual election is held, so nobody will actually remember what happened in the debate, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's just it's, it's a ridiculous state of affairs, and I think somebody else should be in charge of deciding. Why
1: should there be anybody dictating whether or not a network that carries the debate has a worm or not? Why should that be anybody's decision away from the network that's actually broadcasting with that tool? I don't know.
0: It, it just should. Really? That's that's like, that's like saying that you can't have that the ABC can't have Anthony Green showing the statistics in the way that he shows them. No, oh, you have to have Anthony. No, but this is this is the thing. No, but what if no, no, you had no, a body no. that said no? no, no it's no, not no.
3: allowed. That's just ridiculous. You have to have Anthony. This is what we're trying you, to say. You should
0: have a body that says you have to have Anthony <laughs> on all the networks. <laughs> <laughs> these these are these are the problems that we get into. I think that I, I think the thing is the debate itself was a farce. Mm. Worm, no worm, the whole thing was, was a complete farce. And a very boring 90 minutes of television. Why do you say it was a farce, the debate
1: itself? Well, it wasn't a debate. It,
0: it was wasn't a, it a was debate, it was just
1: prepared statements. True, but that's how these things roll.
0: Well, don't call it a debate, call it the leader's rhetoric.
1: Mm. Well, they're, they're being quizzed by a panel of experts.
0: With pre-prepared questions that they know the answers to. Have they been notified of? Well, that? well no, it's, but they it's, know it's what's going to be asked. To predict
3: what, what questions are going to come in. There's going to be a question about. No, but even if families. you had a debate,
0: it's
1: not going to be difficult to predict what what Kevin Rudd's going to ask John Howard. It's it is, it's part of it it's difficult politics. It is
3: difficult to predict what John Howard's going to ask Kevin Rudd. Though. That was Could be that was a weird question. So, when you were talking to President Bush, why didn't you spend more time on climate change? <laughs> yeah, good on Johnny. That what,
0: really got him. Yeah. When you pat your dog, do you ever go from tail to neck? Because they don't like that. <laughs> oh, you're you're attacking
3: Australian troops. <laughs> We're going to uh, cover the election
0: a little bit more a bit later in the show. But that is the Box Cutters News. Tom Elliott here from a variety
3: of different media organisations. R, 3 3AW, Channel 7, Mornings with kerry Ann, Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. I like to spread myself around and so should you. Listen to the box cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen
0: to the box cutters. I always do.
1: And hello to Tom the, out there. And the, we haven't had Tom in for a while.
0: No. We should, uh, we should have him in to, to talk about residuals, maybe. Yeah, he that'd could, be a good idea. He'd probably know. He would probably know. Yeah. He would probably know. I, I have a feeling know what
1: uh, they can do with their money once
3: they win the strike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling you could call Tom Elliott in on just about any topic and he'd be better informed than, than, than any us. of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's time for my favourite segment of the week. Cliché <laughs>
0: of the week.
3: Oh? Cliché of the week. I don't remember this.
0: What <laughs> You were here. You were here. Oh, there's, we did okay. Cliché the Week. I did a There, drum roll there, there, there are fine.
3: so many clichés this week to choose from, uh, so it's hard to know which one to pick. Honourable mention goes to the uh, freeze... Oh,
1: my God, we've got Tom Gleisner in the studio, the, ladies uh, and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> Honourable mentions go to the freeze frame introduction. Characters get introduced to the audience. The image freezes. It goes into black and white and their name is written on the bottom of the screen. That's a pretty good one. Also, an honourable mention goes to car sing-alongs, a car full of people. <laughs> one guy starts singing. The others look at him as if he's crazy. But then within a couple of seconds, everybody is it's joining in, in for a rousing all-in rendition of the song. I liked the car sing the on. winner, the cliché of the week, has to go to an estranged son. His father tries to contact him, but he refuses to call back. Soon after the father turns up
0: dead, who would have thought? And that is how (laughs) Dirty Sexy Money starts. Mm. Dirty Sexy Money. I want to say it stars Ted Danson because there's there's so many similarities between the people we see in Dirty Sexy Money and Ted Danson's character in Damages Mm. that I just think they'd fit really really well together. Arthur Frobisher. Yes, Uh, Dirty Sexy Money stars uh, Nate. Nate? Peter Krause. Peter Krause.
1: Nate's from Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not Dexter. Not Dexter
0: not Dexter Six Feet Under. But That's Pe- Michael Seahull. Mm-hmm. But Peter Krauss from Sports Night. And uh, also uh, Donald Sutherland. Yes. Who Which I, I was I,
3: very disappointed to see in this because it means there's no more Commander-in-Chief coming. <laughs> but, but at
1: least... <laughs> but at least... Uh,
3: his, really? His, Channel
0: 7 still have the posters <laughs> up.
1: At least this time he's playing a believable caricature. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, the patriarch of this yeah. massively wealthy family. I really
0: yeah. like Donald Sutherland. I think he's a great actor, and I think he outshines every single member of this cast. Mm. Mm. Uh, Samir, we should let's just give a rundown okay. of the plot. Uh, well, you basically you started it with uh, this this man. He's got an estranged father. Uh, the father turns up dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man is a lawyer, played by uh, Peter Crass, mm-hmm. and his father was a lawyer for. The richest family in New York, the, the Darlings, Darlings. Mm. and uh, and right at the beginning, and, of... and he swore that he'd never be like his I, father, and he would never work for the Darlings because he
1: grew no. up. So in, he has become a lawyer, but he's working for non-profits. He and, seems to be doing to everything pro bono, and, 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 and
0: God knows how he makes his money. And uh, and he has a uh, small private firm, just him and a paralegal, and. Uh, the father dies, and he has
3: a yeah. He grew up in the shadow of the Darlings. This this young man, so uh, so he he has a history with each of the children, yes. ranging from uh, ranging from mm. mean spirited hatred to to, uh, to
0: uh, pal, almost you know, you're like my brother to sexual partners to everything. Yes, yeah, and and in fact, kind of grew up
1: with the Darling children, M- mm. much
0: to his own chagrin, it mm. seems. Uh, uh, but was always
1: kind of jealous of them because they always took the the attention and time of his father.
0: Yes. So once his father's dead, uh, old man Darling, played by Don Sutherland, decides that uh, trip. The, his trip, name's Trip Darling. There should be a uh, there should be a charity in the father's name. The father was a big part big part of their family as well, and seemed like you know just a, another part of the family, uh, and. Uh, Tripp decides that there should be a charity in the father's name, uh, and he wants uh, the son to take over control of it. In the first meeting, or at the at the scene of the first meeting of this charity, which is pretty much just the Darlings and, uh, and Peter Krause's character, uh, Tripp Darling sits down Peter Krause in his office and talks about how he wants him on board as the new family lawyer.
3: Think, Mister Burns, sitting at his desk, throwing money—literally throwing money—at yes. somebody,
0: and that's, that's kind of what it's like. That is—that is, that is what you have here. Mm. Uh, needless to say, he takes the job, thinking that he can do lots of good money with the charity money, and uh, and he's going to earn. And lots scores of money. an
1: extra ten mil for for the charity for the charity.
0: So, yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then soon discovers that handling the darlings is much harder than he thought. Yes, the darlings are too rich, and they're quite wacky. Yeah. I think he probably expected it to be fairly demanding. And and if you, if you want to think about the darlings, think about the bluths, but nowhere near as funny. I think that's that's a pretty fair. Yep. And more of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But still fulfilling pretty much the same roles, uh, except you've also got someone running for senator,
1: a Baldwin.
3: <laughs>
0: you do mm-hmm. have a Baldwin.
3: You've got a priest. The priest who uh, who is uh, humorously always swearing and acting in a very unpriestly fashion. Yes. You've got
1: uh, the younger twins.
3: you, got, you got the twins sit who sit around taking one, drugs. One
0: looks like Pete Doherty.
3: And the other looks like, um, and the other's meant to be a kind of a uh, Paris Hilton, yeah, Nicole Richie a type wannabe
0: starlet. Ditsy little slut. Uh, and he's got the one that's got the hots for
1: uh, Nick.
0: Nick George. Yes. Mm. Nick George is, is the, the character that Peter Krauss plays. Uh, the one so, that has what does the she hus- do? She gets married a lot. She's up to her fourth husband already. Uh, and he is just, a, he seems to just be a money grabbing golf player. Yes. Up and coming yep. golf star. Uh, that's pretty much the story. And you'd think that would be enough. But no, at the end of every episode, Nick George needs to find. One more clue to take him a step closer to solving his father's death. Was it a murder? Was it an accident? Da, da, da. Tune in next week to find out a little bit more. How many episodes have you watched? Two.
1: Okay. It changes around a little bit after the second episode. It's not always at the end of the episode. Third episode, uh, Trip actually becomes involved with the search for the killer of the father. Right. Ah. Uh, so, it, it all kind of opens up and we follow some, some police investigation or not investigation and stuff like that.
0: I have to say Tripp is a great character. Tripp is a really... And I don't know if it's just because of what Donald Sutherland brings to the role or because he's the only character that actually has any kind of sympathy attached to him. None of the other characters are sympathetic in in Dirty Sexy Money. Uh, I've never found Peter Krause a a sympathetic actor. Uh, But Nick George just seems to be a, a whinging, selfish... Lawyer, uh, oh, that's not what you are meant to think, though. I have some empathy. You meant me. to have some. I, I, you're really meant really to have sympathy. In his yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, daddy yeah. didn't love me enough. Oh, daddy made mummy run away. Oh, <laughs> just seems to be whinging constantly. No, but
1: now he's now he's getting all the trouble of, of all the, the darlings <laughs> having oh, his phone number. To oh, hit. the
0: darlings are so yeah. hard to deal with. It just <laughs> uh, it just seems, whereas whereas Trip, I really want to see Trip make a go of it. <laughs>
2: Well, I, reckon, I think he's okay. I reckon that kid could make he's, it work. He's
1: keeping the Secretary of State uh, on hold <laughs> while he finishes off his conversation with uh, with Nick George. And, you know, he's obviously connected enough. He's, he's not that hard up.
0: You, you don't think? No. You don't think he's hard up? No. He couldn't find his uh, his journal one day. No, that, that no. That made me feel sad for
1: him. <laughs> but uh, we, we're yet to find out whether he's evil or not.
0: Well, yeah, and I think this is... I, I just think Donald Sutherland is a great... Is is a great actor in this sense, and you know I've said how good Glenn Close was in in Damages, but you find out pretty quickly how evil she is, and uh, and there's no hiding it. And Glenn Close does love playing evil as much as she tries to to tone it down in Damages. Uh, you can really see that she she loves it a little bit too much. Uh, whereas Donald Sutherland, no, it's the jury's still out. You don't know if he's evil or not, uh, and I think he plays that really well. Mm. And that's dirty, sexy money. I wouldn't bother.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think it's better than most of the stuff we've done for fall this year, but it's worse than good. I'll recommend yeah. it. You recommend it? I recommend it. You'll I,
1: keep, I'm I knew you would. It. you keep enjoying
0: it. You keep watching. watching? You keep yes. watching. Yep, definitely.
3: Yeah. See, uh,
0: I, 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 I'll give it a pass too. I don't think I bother. Keep it in mind for when we review Kane later on in the fall season.
3: Ooh, ooh a hot tip.
0: A yeah. mysterious hot tip. Can, can I take the
3: lead on our next show? Yeah, please. Our next show is Carpoolers uh four guys they carpool and get involved in each other's lives and that's pretty much it and no i hear you scream at your podcast no ross no there must be more to it than that i'm afraid there isn't there's really not that's it
0: but it's funny not really you don't think it's funny not at all you don't think Marmaduke is hilarious that first episode where he doesn't wear pants for the whole episode that's funny if I watched the whole series
3: of Carpoolers, I reckon at some point I would probably laugh once at what Marmaduke said, and then I'd kind of feel dirty and a little sick afterwards.
0: There was an episode recently where Marmaduke went to look in, uh, and I think Marmaduke is is where a lot of the comedy is. In, Marmaduke's in the, show.
3: the son of one of the four carpoolers.
2: Yes,
0: yep. and he yep. is he is giant like a Great Dane, uh, and and dumb like a Great Dane, and so they call him Marmaduke, and. I was surprised to find out that it's actually his name rather than just a nickname that they had had for him because he was giant and dumb. Uh, but there is a point in... Uh, there was a point in a, a recent episode where he goes to look in the little peephole of a of a door and uh, and is walking towards the door, door and lowers his head to the same level as the peephole but just keeps walking and bangs his head on the door. That's funny. That's funny to me. I I, I also think that... Carpool has uh, a lot of heart. Hold on a second.
3: Oh, yeah. You mean it's schmaltzy? You mean it's so wet by the end that you need a towel to dry yourself off? I
0: don't think it's that wet and schmaltzy. No, it's not, not that schmaltzy. Schmaltzy.
3: It, is. it is. What about, the, what is, about the first episode? Bear that episode? in mind when we
0: talk about Kane later what on. What about <laughs> the first <laughs> episode
3: where he, uh, you know, it was all about, uh, you know, he really found out that he really did... Love his wife after all, and it didn't matter how much money she earned, and whatever. It was just such a smalty end. And then at the end of the second one, not wearing the wedding rings, but they found out that they still loved each other, and wasn't it great? Look! Yuck! It's just, I don't know. I, I think it's cute. I think, I think it's a cute Ross, you need show. to have
1: a few date nights. Obviously <laughs> I
3: need to have a few date nights Episode 3 yes.
0: uh, Obviously
1: oh, oh. Your your, your, uh, your view on Relationships And and uh, Man and wife Kind of stuff Is is a little bit tainted And uh, That's why you're not enjoying Carpooling <laughs> So I believe I, I just <laughs> think this, It on says, my marriage. It says It more about you Ross Than it does about the show I, <laughs>
3: All right, it's a show about I, a bunch of people who go I, to work wait, in a car let's, together let's, let's and I think it's this, not funny I think let, and, and somehow into, that's my marriage fault. I think
0: that's the magical th- thing about this show. Let's put this into perspective. Carpoolers <laughs> versus two and a half men. Who wins? You see, that's, kind of, that, that's kind of like but,
1: Sophie's choice.
0: But um, <laughs> They're not a hundred miles away
1: from each other, but carpoolers is much better written.
0: I think carpoolers is much better written than car, two and a half men.
1: Carpoolers
3: versus cavemen.
0: Yeah, couples versus cavemen.
3: I'd probably go cavemen. Really? Yep. Hmm.
0: Really? Yep.
3: Like I said, it wouldn't be an easy choice. <laughs> I'd be crying for about half an hour before and after I had to make it. But I'd, I'd probably go. I'd probably go cavemen. I didn't. I didn't find anything remotely enjoyable in this.
0: See, con- contrary to a popular belief, I I do quite enjoy comedies and I do like reviewing comedies. And <laughs> I uh, and I I really thought carpoolers was a really fun shot do you yeah. like jerry o'connor movies
3: yeah. o'connell o'connor o'connell
0: jerry o'connell yeah, yeah I, I like jerry o'connell such as <laughs> such as all this
3: pile of shit that he's been making for the last 20 years or so uh, notwithstanding stand by me and uh jerry Maguire, which, oh, sorry, which actor, were kind of either.
1: blips
0: yeah see so jerry Maguire didn't
1: like but uh, sliders uh, crossing jordan
0: yeah, uh, Kangaroo Jack. Crossing Jordan, I didn't like. Kangaroo Jack, I didn't see. That looked terrible. Uh, but you know what? You Joe's know, apartment. I didn't see. Mm. But you know, you know what? I, you know what? I, why I like Jerry O'Connell? Why he he will always appeal to me in any television show he does. Of course, Crossing Jordan had its own problems. <laughs> Let's point that out. My secret identity. That was a kids' show that he did where he was a superhero. He could fly by using spray cans, and uh, and he was he was a, a superhero, but he was also just a high school kid. I really loved that show as a kid, and uh, and Jerry O'Connell will always. Appeals to me because I really liked that show.
1: I must say, uh, talking about Jerry O'Connell. No, that, I don't want that, to hear
0: anything more from that, you if you're going to criticise my marriage again, just because I don't like this I'm, horrible, I'm work, unfunny show. I'm not going
1: to criticise your marriage again, Ross. <laughs> but um, but, maybe but maybe you and
0: Deirdre should have a think about things. Ross.
1: But but for me, for me, the one kind of disturbing image from the four episodes that I've watched was Jerry O'Connell topless. Oh. He looks like a freak. Like he's he's really buff and stuff. Well, see, I don't think he was.
0: Just... I don't think he was because if you if you if you watch that scene again, I went. Mm. He's got like he's got like half he's got biceps, like really
1: uh, weird uh, bitch tits. Sorry. Yes,
0: and uh, and they're kind of pointy and and weird, and uh, they're
1: not rounded like a good peck.
0: And uh, then I found out that on television, what they often do if an actor is thin but not ripped uh they actually spray on uh like shading they spray on shading for for muscles and that mm. must be what they did for for Jerry Connell in, in this episode it is disturbing though <laughs> it it really is disturbing so that's Carpools. Ross. You say no. I, I, I say definitely no. Uh, is, the, is the sing on?
3: Is the sing along in the car thing every episode? No, no. It's just it's, two. Just, the, just the first. Two. Just yeah. two, and they're
0: funny. Two yeah, it's, the
1: Mondegreen de- Green about come on Eileen
0: and reading information. It was
2: a. It was it, what a, what I, is I, that
1: line? I went to a school with a guy who uh, who was the first
3: guy I ever knew who was kind of like into. Retro music, and and I didn't know retro was a thing then, so we we just thought he like had some sort of sickness, <laughs> and his favourite song was Come On, Eileen, uh-huh. and yeah, I would prefer to pull my teeth out with the screwdriver than listen to Come On, Eileen. So uh, because see, you don't see, like I think Come On, Eileen, yeah, you don't I think like that's
0: a bad association
3: for you. But I but Come On, Eileen wasn't in the first episode at all, and I hated the first episode. <laughs> the
0: the I I thought that the sing along, which is the first thing that you see in Carpool, is the sing along. Uh, was a really good way to introduce the characters very quickly. You got uh, you got an understanding of their one dimensional caricatures yeah, very quickly. It's been done before so many times. The the only thing I'd say think that this has show
3: has going for it is just this idea that it seems to be quite self aware. It it knows it's shit and it's quite happy <laughs> to say, "Hey, I'm shit. Just have a laugh with me anyway." I
0: don't know. It's it's also part of a. I don't a think trend. it's saying that at all. <laughs> it's it's part of a trend that we're seeing. Uh, yeah. Now, where shows that would have been three camera laughers yep. are being rejigged for single camera no laugh track. Yep, and this this definitely has that written all over it. it mm. It's like there are pauses for laughs and and stuff. But but yep. I think it's I think it's funny and I think it works. So, mm. but, but it's see, eminently disposable. but You see, they don't get any, any, they don't there. get
3: any credit just for adhering to the trend
0: of the day. Like, if they'd done this five years ago... No, no, no. Sure. I'm, I'm saying it's something to watch out for. I'm oh, not okay. saying, I'm yep. saying they get credit for it. Yep. Yep. I'm saying it's something to watch out for because I've seen a couple of these already. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, and that
3: would have... Yeah, I agree completely.
0: That like, would have, back in the day,
3: would have had, yeah, laugh like tracks for sure. Moonlight.
0: I think Moonlight should have had a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fall season. Carpoolers and Dirty Sexy Money. Box cutters. Summer Heights High ended last Wednesday it night. It ended, yes,
3: yes. And did you guys keep up with the full series? Yes. Yes, it? Yeah. yes I did. It was wow, that, that, that's quite impressive, Brett. I
1: was very committed.
3: Now, it was wait one a minute. With talking Summer Heights High, we're not talking you can be here. We <laughs> can be <No>. heroes. <laughs> very funny.
0: <laughs> I have to say, Summer Heights High was probably the most depressing show I've seen in a long time. Oh, Really? Yeah, it's a very sad show, and this this goes more to my point of when I was talking about uh, you can't really separate comedy out of drama. That there are uh, there are comedies that that should just live in the drama category, but they're funny. Mm. Summer Heights High is one of those. This is very uh, very sad parts of of Summer Heights High, especially that in the final episode when uh, when Joan is being physically dragged out of Gumnut Cottage. Mm. Uh, that's just like horrific,
3: but very, but very touching. Just after that, when he comes back to read his story to the class. Oh yeah, that was that was it's, very touching.
0: It's very touching, but none of that's funny. No, right, mm. and uh, and I think that that makes a really good point of we don't need laugh, 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 laugh. For something to be compulsive viewing, but in I, don't, a I don't think that
1: the Jonah character was ever a character that had lines that were said to be funny. I think that that his character was some, somebody that we can all relate to because we've seen the troublemaker in class as as we've been at school, and it's it's that
0: uh, that yeah. But but the show the show as a whole was promoted as being the new Chris Lily comedy. That that the whole show was was funny, and then we're presented with a third of the show, that is is really quite upsetting. But you could
1: say the same thing about the original Office. Uh
0: yes and no. It's uh, the original Office was was really cringy. The original Office is more like uh, the Mr. G character. Mm-hmm. The Mr. G character was but, all but about it's cringe. It's
3: also very touching in that last episode or two in the original Office, where where David Brent realizes he's. Getting fired and can't do anything about yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. suddenly has that self awareness.
0: Well, and in, in the, which
3: with Mr. G never has. No. He never has that self awareness. And
0: in that last episode of The Office, where uh, Tim, I think, yep. is, uh, goes and and tells the receptionist what how he feels, and then but takes his microphone off, and then comes back to the to, to his desk, picks up his microphone, and says, "She said no." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a, a really touching moment. Mm. It's something that we don't see much of, though. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and here it, we saw it in in a full third of the show. Yep. I think that's really impressive.
3: Yeah, um, I, th- I think he's a uh, yeah. He's obviously an incredible talent and amazing to be able to write and play such diverse characters and and to make it believable. If I have one little criticism, I I, for me, I felt it peaked about halfway, and I felt that it just didn't kind of go anywhere in the end.
0: Yeah, I think especially the Jamie, Jermay. Nothing really happened with
3: no. Jamae. Nothing really happened. I mean, with Mr. G, I understand that it was more all about him and I, I just think there were some episodes around the middle that were absolutely brilliant and it was kind of... It felt like it was getting traction, like really going somewhere and then it kind of maybe stayed on that level a bit for me. That, that And it's a very small criticism, but the episode where he was... Uh, putting his own excrement in the uh,
2: oh, in special, uh <laughs> special, special ed
3: classrooms <laughs> trying to get them kicked out of the school uh so that he wouldn't have to have them in the musical. I mean that was that was just yeah. Th- that episode was just brilliant. And that, that I think that was the same episode where uh where Jonah tried to get out of doing the test.
0: By by drawing the pictures of his, <laughs> his dad molesting drawing him. Drawing
3: the pictures of his father molesting him, which was... I mean, that was just... Definitely, that was a high watermark for me. That was fantastic. And I just kind of felt the last three or four episodes didn't kind
0: of reach those you know, heights again. Um, yeah, I'll buy that. Mm. But, uh, Chris, Lee, I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because so far, he's made two things really high quality. Mm. Listening to box box
3: cause Call girl, secret diary of a call ah. girl. Is its full title? Now, is
1: there an alternate title? I think I saw an alternative. Uh, call girl confessions somewhere. Call girl confessions.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, J- General of a hooker. Maybe... <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
3: um, I, I don't know. This, the the ones that I saw came direct from ITV in the UK, which yep. I'm presuming they're, they're, XXL, the, yeah, they're, they're the original title, one would yep. presume. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is
0: a, a British show then, Russ. Yes, a British show. Yes. We're reviewing a British show, but I thought we didn't review British shows. Well, Brett and I are reviewing a British show. Somebody on the panel decided to, uh, to boycott because he doesn't like British <laughs> <Boycott>. television. <laughs> and if it doesn't have time travel, I'm not into it.
1: <laughs> well, it had, it had a former time traveller in Billy that's Piper. True. That's playing true. Playing the titular character, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, basically, this is... Uh, the,
3: the, well, I think the title pretty much says it all. Uh, it's uh, the it's secret diary of a call girl. She talks directly to the camera and, and explains what goes on. In, While she 's in, in situ, so in she'll be life. dealing with, with she talks Johns to the camera and, the whole and way. just
1: look at look at the camera and, yep. and talk to the viewer
3: yep yep uh, and that 's pretty much it. She has lots of sex, she occasionally goes to orgies uh she tries to keep her t- her lives separate from. You know, her professional life from her private life. She has a rude and bitchy madam that looks after her. She's got an ex-boyfriend who she's kind of like best friends with. Is she an ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's got uh, family. Who doesn't know about her life. Who, no, and she's got family. None of them know about her life either. And she has many, many, many different men that she uh, that she has sex with. Did you like it? Not really. Okay. That's a uh,
1: secret. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you didn't like it? Brent.
1: Um, well, I I figured that that's, uh there's not really a reason for it, is there? It's, nah. No, it's basically there's there's no ongoing storyline. It's just snippets from well, well, um, it's based on
3: a book. The different elements, and, of, I, and I'm sure that I'm sure that the idea of it is meant to be all uh, you know, fly on the wall into this kind of into this environment that you know nothing about. Unfortunately, there's nothing there that we know nothing about. We know about. You know, prostitutes. It's all been kind of
0: the we'll story's been for, done so many times. Everything we needed to from uh, from Angel and the sequel, Avenging Angel. Yes, yeah, and Pretty Woman. Yes, I mean, in fact, those <laughs> three films. Piper. If anyone's putting together a movie night, <laughs> those three films go together really nicely. Yeah, it is
1: it's Billy Piper uh, who who doesn't do the full nudity thing.
2: No,
0: she was from she was
3: the last. Doctor's assistant the previous Doctor's assistant yep. in Doctor Who uh, I think she's actually it's very clever casting I think uh, she's got a sort of a wholesomeness about her and I think there's probably a lot of Doctor Who fans who probably heard
1: about this and thought oh, oh I'm going to watch this for Billy Piper yeah, and I wonder if that's the only reason why it got up because there's, there's titillation but there's nothing explicit yeah. yep. and she's really not a very good actor unfortunately no. just, do, you find, do you
3: guys find her particularly attractive
0: Billy Piper, yeah. no, no, no not, she's, not as, she's very British.
3: Not, as, not especially, but uh, she's. Um, <laughs> you just don't
1: like watching ugly people on TV, <laughs> does you, Josh? <laughs> well, it's,
0: I can go out in the street and see that, Brett. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't. I don't
3: find her particularly attractive, but I can see why people do find her attractive. Uh, and, and I think this this also suffers from the fact that sex on TV and in film it's really boring. I just, I just find it's, it's often the most boring thing that you can watch. Whenever there's a sex scene, you kind of think, yeah, just get on with the story. Unless, but this is, this unless, is all it is.
2: It's
0: just sex. Unless scenes. the people having sex are really stoned and drunk, and one of them throws up on a really expensive painting. Yeah, you, you know, then, then yeah. it's fun. Yeah, yeah, that
1: can be fun. But, uh, but generally, I, 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 yeah, generally, I find it pretty boring. She doesn't interact much with, with anything really, apart from her johns and her madam. Yeah. And sometimes catches up with the. Yeah, and, and we and we have seen it all before, which is a bit of a pity.
3: So, uh, yes, it's it's a pity that we uh, you know that we have made the effort to <laughs> review a British show, and unfortunately, we probably chose the wrong one to start with.
0: I'm glad I didn't make the effort. <laughs> um, but
1: that's currently screening. Is that a six-parter, eight-parter? Do you know? They're after
3: I th- episode five, I, out think, of the I imagine it's a six-parter, but uh, I don't know for sure. But uh, Josh has to watch it for
0: homework. Yes. Uh, next week we'll be reviewing Metal Mickey. Nice. Cut. That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. You
2: oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this oh, show. God.
0: Just a quick crap TV. Uh, starting at the beginning of October, Channel 10 uh, were signed that redistribution deal with Foxtel where they would uh, redistribute their uh, their digital... Uh, stream through Foxtel Digital, which also meant that their EPG would be published. Which also meant that people with Foxtel IQ could use that as a PVR to record things on Channel Ten. Uh, I'm guessing other people as well have PVRs uh, and uh, and maybe an EPG where they can record things on Channel Ten. Monday night on Channel Ten was a big night for me. Supernatural, which I'm still watching and still loving. I, I think it's a it's a great show. Uh, and Californication. Obviously, we record this show, so I have to set it up to to record. Idle runs a random amount of time late. Mm -hmm. And so late that even though I've left plenty of buffer at the end of my recordings, uh, I am still missing out on the last 10 minutes of Supernatural. That's,
3: wait, Supernatural or...
0: Well, Supernatural, Supernatural. Californication.
3: What about Californication? Uh, what Cal- about The Office?
1: I
0: Cal- uh, didn't bother with The Office because I've seen it. Uh, Californication, I got home in time for, so I watched, ah, see, that, watched, that. I watched that live and uh, then had to catch up with the last 10 minutes of Supernatural in what should have been the first 10 minutes of Californication according to my PVR. Yes. Mm. Uh, so, very... Very annoying and, and it just shouldn't the, happen.
3: And what are they doing anyway? I mean, how, how do they run a show late where they're just essentially saying from eight people down to two and then out of those two saying, you're going home, you're staying? I mean, I, I, I can't fathom how they can stretch that out to an hour. Let and, alone run
0: it light. No, and Channel Ten have always done this with live shows. Mm. They they used to do it with the panel all the time. Yep. They've done it with Rove all the time. Big brother. Big brother Terrorism all the time. With Big brother Idol all the time. But then as, Get a clock.
1: As, as has been speculated in the past, maybe they're doing it on
0: purpose. I I'm sure they're doing it on purpose, but why? Why do it on purpose when you know that the world has changed? You see you see, that's the thing, I don't think I
3: don't think the world has changed enough yet to put that sort of pressure on them. I don't think EPGs and people recording via EPGs has kind of proliferated enough that Channel Ten th- think well we have to we have to adhere to that. I think they're still in the thinking of if we run ten minutes over, all the people watching Idol will then have missed the first ten minutes of X on another homicide, channel. Homicide, uh, City Homicide. Therefore, they'll stay with us. I think that's still the thinking.
0: Yeah, it's old thinking. Get rid of it. Makes me angry. I like Supernatural. I want to watch it all in one go. Thank you very much. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the Box Cutters. See, we did have James Talia on the show. We did, mm, nice one, yes. What, what a mystery!
1: And now, uh, welcome to the microphone, Glenn Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, Glenn Ridge isn't here, but
0: the uh, Prime Minister. <laughs>
3: That's one for the uh, video podcast watchers. There is a video podcast. <laughs> so, uh, you guys keeping up with the election now? Now mm. we're two weeks out of the uh, six-week
1: marathon.
0: I don't give a crap. You don't I give a really crap? don't. Oh.
3: Well, that's a short segment. Fred, Pundits, what are, you? are you
1: watching? Uh, well, yeah, I'm watching what's what's around. Um, mm-hmm. catching the news. There's another debate coming up between uh, Wayne Swan and the Treasurer, Peter Costello, mm-hmm. which uh, may or may not be wormed depending
3: on who you who Well, which, Costello said he didn't care if it was wormed. wormed. Yeah.
2: I yeah. I that
0: that will actually be a fun one to watch because I don't know if I've said it before on this show, but Peter Costello clearly does not give a shit about this election at all. Uh, and it's so telling in his in the interviews that he uh, that he has. He's really just having fun with it. I think he's he's just using it as as an opportunity to. Do you think he's to, accepted to play the fact that uh, they're not going to win? I I think he has. I think he's accepted. Really? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's accepted that. The, the would be prime minister. Yeah, I think he's also he's also always been quite a good realist, Captain Smirk. Mm,
3: uh, not anymore. Captain Smirk's been taken off Wikipedia. Really? <laughs> yeah,
0: apparently so. Uh, yeah,
3: Doesn't so mean I'm it's watching, not true. No, no, of course no. not. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Insiders yep. every Sunday. I mean, I watch Insiders every Sunday anyway, but definitely uh, with an election campaign on it, uh, it's definitely worth catching. that had uh, fantastic bit in Talking Pictures where they had uh, some footage of a dancing Maxime McHugh at, at like a street parade or something, and they uh, they cut that together with footage of Elaine dancing from that great Seinfeld oh. episode because it was very similar. Oh, really? And it was, yeah, that oh, was so unfortunate. That was just gold. It was fantastic. Uh, so, you can, so hang on, so you like talking pictures now? I like that bit of talking okay. pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can download Insiders in the little bits from their website. Uh, the video of?
1: Yeah, because I, I was on the podcast for a while. And no, no, just you can audio. get...
3: Uh if you do it in, in the week after you can get the video. So uh Yeah. But you have to watch it on the site you can't download or what's the deal? Uh possibly. Yes. Don't
0: ask Ross technical no. stuff. <laughs> when,
3: I, I think I think yeah, you think you have to watch it through Ross, the site.
0: It's available on the internet. That's all Ross knows. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. Uh so that's really worth watching and yeah, I've been watching Late Line as well, which I've been uh which I've been really enjoying watching. You, neither of you watching Sunday or uh, Meet the Press or anything like that? No. I always record I've,
1: uh, Insiders and uh, catch up over the week when yep. I can, so I've yet to watch that. Oh, I've just spoiled it.
3: That'll be great to
0: see. I used to watch all of those religiously, and I just I think because I'm, I so don't care about this election because we're going to get the same thing no matter who we vote for, uh, that... Uh, the only coverage I'm getting is is from The Chaser and Utopia. That's the, and and you know that's only when they make jokes about how similar the candidates are. And I go, <laughs> yes, they are. That's pretty much it for me. Yeah,
1: I'm you know, watching news. I, I record that too. Um <laughs> each night. Uh, and, you'd have and, to keep fairly
3: like, up to date with watching, with recording news wouldn't yes, you surely? definitely
1: Because because it re- replaces itself each night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't keep a stockpile of news <laughs> or anything ridiculous like that. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no, I, how's Tony Jones going with Late Line? Yeah, it's good. I've
0: been yeah.
3: enjoying it. And uh Virginia Trioli on on Friday Fridays, and
1: she was she did a few this week, so
3: maybe you know, it's not just. Friday neither
0: nights. of them use a big green pen, and I I really liked how no because they're all
1: taken up for the National Bingo Night.
0: I like I liked <laughs> how how Kerry O'Brien always had a big green pen, big green pen, and uh, and
3: oh yeah, I've been watching a bit of Seven Thirty Report too. That's always worth a worth a look in election times.
0: Mm. Yeah, next next week we'll talk more about
3: National Bingo Night. Oh, but 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 poor uh, poor Barry Casti on Insiders had to decide Insiders election coverage. Well, offsiders. Of offsiders. spring racing carnival. I don't uh, know which way I'd go.
1: Yeah,
3: but he's a he's a he's a huge sports nut, so it was a very tough decision. Spring
0: for Spring racing carnival, I think, is a lot more interesting than uh, <laughs> than the election this year. Well, he's gone. Uh, he's gone for the election. Yeah, I knew he would.
1: And uh, have you guys caught any of Melancholy's uh, coverage, or
0: is that just on election? Night? I'm pretty
1: sure no, that's
3: no. that's just the big. I'm I'm sure they're uh, they're receiving emails from. We got an email from Lauren in Tasmania. She says, good on you, Johnny. Thanks for that, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what election night's going to be, anyway. I can't
0: wait for that.
2: Yeah. Okay, question three. Which Harris, canal... Are all
0: these going to be about war? No. no. I've got loads of... I've got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Congratulations to Adam Davies, who won this week's Box Cutters quiz. The question was, how do you tell the difference, with no visual aids, between Ross and Brett? He wrote something along the lines of, if a comment isn't followed by, you don't know anything, Brett. No, you're wrong, oh, Brett. You're wrong, Brett. <laughs> 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 then it's Ross. That's right. <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, so, congratulations. You won yourself a crumpler something pouchy. Uh, or other? Winkler. A Winkler, a Twinkler, thirsty a owl. Thirsty Owl bundle.
3: Ooh. Show a mystery. You won mystery a prize. something.
0: A, a crumpler mystery. Yep. Uh, we will get in touch with you in the coming days to uh, let you know how you can get your hands on your prize. And Davies, congratulations. This week's quiz question is.
3: <laughs> which canal? <links> <laughs> to- <laughs> uh,
0: this week's quiz question is Which does Ross prefer? Carpoolers or My Name is Earl?
3: Ah. Mm. Now, this week, as a special bonus to, to make it a bit easier, you're allowed to look up on the internet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, which, it's, so it's, just a, it's just a one or the other mm-hmm. B. which does Ross prefer Carpoolers or my name is Earl, send your answers to hooray at boxcutters.net and you can win yourself a crumpler, something else mysterious mm. some kind of little pouch from crumpler, they're excellent they're our giveaway sponsors, they make bags and stuff and they're very good at it
1: Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table.
0: Sitting on the tram this evening, uh, just before coming into the show, I saw a poster on a bus stop Mm -hmm. for Showcase, the new uh, Showtime channel. Mm -hmm. Was that the Dexter one? No, it was The Riches. So you've seen a Dexter one, yep. have you? Brad? Yep. And I saw one which was uh, for for the riches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make it. They make it look great.
3: They make the riches look
0: great. No, they make the the whole concept look great. Okay. The whole that, bus stop. That 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 there is going to be a show where we can watch quality. Uh, sorry, a, a channel where we can watch quality television uh, in series format, hopefully without any ads. Uh, that really seems to to make sense. I I got really excited about it, but then realised that I'll probably have to pay more money for it.
1: Fantastic. Well, speaking of uh, good stuff like that, there's
3: a...
0: Well, there uh, is
1: an increase in fees coming up, isn't there? uh,
0: Probably.
3: There's there's an ad for 10 digital floating around on YouTube Mm. somewhere or other, which is worth a look. Uh, But also... Hosted by an American scientist. Yeah, it it is an odd ad. It's a good-looking ad, though, but um, they've got snippets of Friday Night Lights in that which would seem to suggest that uh, 10 Digital will show Friday Night Lights.
0: Oh, excellent. I've just purchased the first season of Friday Night Lights on a DVD from the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you wanted to, to catch up with that, uh, you can come around to my place. Or uh, you, could, you can get it from uh, from US DVD sites. Yep. It's definitely uh, worth doing. As,
3: as we said uh, quite a few times on the show, uh, a fantastic drama. Probably the pick of last year's dramas.
0: I, I, think, I, I was actually thinking it's... As far as just straight dramas go. And teen dramas. And and teen dramas. It, it's one of the best I've seen from a network. Yep. Yep. I'd go with that. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh,
1: there's a, a couple of votes of confidence uh, in the full new full season stuff. Reaper has had an order for three more episodes. Uh, we'll be talking about Reaper maybe next week. Next week. Yeah. All right. Reaper and, and Pushing Daisies. Okay. And uh, ABC have... Ordered an unnamed amount of new episodes of Dirty Sexy Money, mm. um, but uh, that'll be continuing
2: on. I oh, wish I wish I'd,
0: uh, I'd brought in the beginning of episode two of Dirty Sexy Money because, along with the with the cliches, it, it is probably the most cliched beginning previously on. Concept. Uh, if you if you get your hold if you get your hands on uh, on episode two of Dirty Sexy Money, just watch the first thirty seconds of it. It's quite hilarious.
3: And and don't focus on the subtitles.
0: Yeah yeah. If if you get a copy with French <laughs> subtitles, try not to focus I haven't on had that. Any subtitles on that. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Give me a, give me a clue. Oh, it's all it's all voiceover backstory. But it does it in about five seconds.
3: Yeah. Mm. So so there's no kind of. There's no kind of dancing around. It's just straight to the point. It's (laughs) just bang. Speaking of shows returning, uh, apparently with Viva Lachlan gone, Weeds is coming back on.
0: Oh, really?
3: Yeah, uh, coming back on the uh, old Mother Hubbard network. As in, (laughs) Channel 9, keep going to the cupboard. Ain't nothing in there. <laughs> ain't, no,
0: ain't nothing in there, except for episodes of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip that well, that's they never show. That's
3: it. I mean, why, they could show that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is this is pretty funny that uh, that they're going back to weeds, which they've canned a number of times, but they've just got nothing else. And I... and, uh, and um, naked Playboy women as well. Uh, does the they, Playboy Mansion? That, that's apparently to come back on as well.
0: Uh, I read a review of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip's uh, DVD box set yeah uh that said just as disappointing as you remember it
3: <laughs> that's pretty funny, hey, uh, you know we we're talking about Donald Trump, and uh he apparently had some sort of big project in the works, which is why he wasn't going to come back with the apprentice yes. now he is coming back with the apprentice, but yes. uh, but the yeah, celebrity apprentice he's getting it's going to be all celebrities, and they're thinking of getting like Britney and Paris and
0: and then some charity gets it's to be the, part the simple of his life with Donald Trump. It, it pretty ridiculous. much is. It's just
3: there'll be uh, it'll be more than just the two of them, there'll be a whole bunch of them. But I, apparently I is. like
0: that Paris Hilton. I like that Paris Hilton, that's what he, he would say. <laughs> she she reminds me of how much she's not Rosie O'Donnell.
3: Anyway, <laughs> apparently Trump is working on this new show which is a daytime chat show and he describes it as a cross between Judge Judy and Dr. Phil, where he'll be getting couples in, and he'll be dispensing advice to them.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> this is fired. a man who should not give couples therapy. Well,
2: I mean, at
3: least Dr. Phil and Judge Judy have some sort of... They're professionals. <laughs> yes, they have some sort of background and training. He's just an idiot with bad hair.
0: If you were prettier and you were richer, you'd both have a better relationship. <laughs> You're fired.
3: <laughs> You're a homosexual. I'm not really into that sort of thing myself, but...
0: Good luck to you. You're fired. <laughs> uh, that does bring us to the end of Box Cutters episode 108. I want to say thanks very much to James Talia for being on, on a small recording that we had during the show. <laughs> thanks for Glen t- to, uh, to, to Glen Ridge to 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 for sitting in the background and not saying anything. Mm. He knows when to we, shut up. We'll
3: uh, we'll turn his mic on next time.
0: Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe hey, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Thank you also to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. As I said, they make excellent bags, courier bags and laptop bags, and, uh, and they look cool, and they've got lots of Velcro on them, so you can make lots of noise in the cinema if you want. Thanks also to 3 RR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can check them out at rrr.org.au. You can email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net, or just check us out on the website, boxcutters.net, comment on the blog changes.
3: Or click on the little contact us
0: yeah, to, link thing. To send us a message in, in another us. way. Mm. Uh, and uh, you can also check out our sponsors on the left hand side there. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal.
1: Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Boxcutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.
0: And hey, let's be careful out there. Ooh.